You're listening to Rebel 5, an interactive interview podcast with alumni, past and current parents, and friends of Roncalli High School. I'm your host, Gary Armbruster, Director of Alumni and Corporate Relations at Roncalli, and each week I will ask our guests five questions regarding how their lives have evolved and how key connections of experience, opportunity, and alumni networking have propelled them to where they are today. We'll talk challenges, how to overcome challenges, and what they've learned along the way. Stay tuned. We're visiting today with Ed Tinder on the Rebel 5 podcast. Ed, welcome to the podcast. We appreciate you being here today. It's great to be here. Ed graduated from Bishop Chartrand High School in 1967, uh, has two degrees from Butler, an undergraduate degree and his master's. Uh, he became a teacher here at Roncalli in 1971 and taught here for almost 10 years. Correct. Until 1980. And I was our head football coach from 77 through 79. And then off to the CYO as the executive director for 33 years. So that's in a, it in a nutshell. Married to Kathy. Uh, the couple, Kathy and Ed, have three kids, Mike, Chris, and Megan. Did I get everybody? You did. Okay. Oh, did, did you want to include our two dogs? Uh, if you want to, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. We talked earlier, you grew up in Holy Name Parish, which, um, quite frankly, I hadn't realized that, um, and then moved to St. Jude Drive your eighth grade year, and then off to Chartrand. Was Chartrand the only option, or were you looking at other schools, or how did you get to Chartrand? Well, that's a good question. I, I, I would say, yes, we were looking at other schools uh, from the sixth grade to seventh grade, but at some point in time, uh, the diocese decided to build... Uh, a few Catholic high schools in the Indianapolis area, Bishop Chartrand being one. And uh, we moved, and I wasn't part of the uh, parents' discussion as to why we moved, but uh, after my seventh grade year at Holy Name, we moved down here on St. Jude Drive. And I, I, I'm sure that we moved here because Bishop Chartrand was being built. So uh, once we made that move, there was no discussion as to whether I was going to go to, and there were really three schools in the mix, I remember at the time. There were several Holy Name students that went to Cecina High School. Really? Just straight down Emerson, and, and I don't know what the districts were, or the deaneries, right. or anything like that at that time, but uh, I know that there were students from Holy Name that went to Cecina. Of course, Sacred Heart was in the discussion, as, as well as cathedral. There right. were a lot of, of Holy Name students in my era that attended Cathedral High School. I suspect that may have been where I would have ended up. And that time, uh, at that time, Cathedral was at 14th and Meridian. So, right. Old uh, Cathedral, as we Old recall. Cathedral. You, you old Cathedral folks uh, refer <laughs> to that. So it was, uh, it was probably uh, the building of it that stimulated the move to us for us down here to the south side. And, and uh, I can't say that I was <laughs> real pleased about it because I'd invested seven years at Holy Name. Right. And by invested, I mean I, I went to school with some of the, uh, the best people I could think of, some, some individuals that have become prominent individuals in this community. And uh, I, I'm just very fortunate and blessed uh, blessed by my parents for probably locating us in a great community to grow up like Beach Grove. You mentioned those uh, those roots at Holy Name, and I know a lot of those guys that you went to school with at Holy Name are still your best friends. They so are. Uh, talk a little bit about that because I think that's a neat story. Well, we I tell you, we have a little group, and we've met for probably a little over 40 years of a grade school and high school friends who went to Holy Name. Uh, we meet once a month, third Friday of the month, and uh, we have remained very close friends to this day. Uh, Dave Toner, who has a history here at yeah. uh, Ron Colley and Chartrand High School. I know a little uh, bit about him. Yes, yeah. you do. Uh, Randy Staley, who was a, uh, an outstanding basketball player at Bishop Chartrand, went on to Marion University uh, College at that time. In fact, he's in the Marion University Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Jim Wade uh, attended St. Edwards University on a basketball scholarship. Uh, so a lot of those guys... Uh, an individual that was a little younger than us, but uh, we welcome him to our group, Steve Bogart. And Steve Bogart, well-known around yeah. town uh, with different bands he's played in and, and now, player. now does uh, solo performances around. Uh, so we've got a lot of guys who we continue to meet with and friends to this day. Well, you, you mentioned Dave Toner, and, and uh, you lived on 16th Street in Beach Grove Correct. on the north side of the hospital. Dave lived on 14th Street. Um, obviously, a lot of people will know Dave's my cousin. You went to grade school with him. You went to, to high school with him. You went to college with him. 
talk a little bit about that because uh, you guys have, as you said earlier before we started, you know, you've been kind of stuck at the hip with each other for a long, long time. You know, I'm glad we like each other. I'm glad we get along because since second grade uh, at Holy Name, uh, we've been at schools together. We went to grade school together, high school together. We went to Butler University together. Uh, we got our master's at, at Butler together. We student taught at Manual High School together. Uh, we were, you know, friends and close. And in those days, I'd probably maybe still today, you'd lined up in school in alphabetic order, it was always tender toner. Uh, playing ball, uh, Dave was the quarterback, I was the receiver, and it was tender to toner, yeah. or toner to tender. To this day, we, we play golf a couple times a week together, and as I say, we're, we're best of friends. We got birthdays the same month. Uh, you would have taught here at the same time. We, we, were, yeah. we were teachers here and coaches here at the same time. Yeah. So we spent uh, we've spent a lot of time together, and as I say, I'm glad we're, I'm glad we're good friends too. When you were um, a youngster over in uh, Beach Grove, uh, did you have a, a job? What, did you have a paper route or anything like that? What was your first job? I didn't. Okay. Uh, I didn't like to work. I still don't like to work. <laughs> I'm retired now. I, uh, I believe I was born to be retired. Okay. I, I tell people that uh, all of us have two places we want to get uh, to retirement in heaven. I'm 50% there. Uh, the other 50% is probably going to be pretty tough for me, but I'm going to, I'm going to work out it as best I can. So your first job was here at Ron Colley. I did have it. No, I I had uh, different part-time jobs yeah. that all young people do. Right. Uh, I remember my dad was a, I jokingly refer to my dad as a drug uh, salesman, Right. Uh, but in the, he worked for Moody Mueller Ward and Company. Okay. which was a wholesale drug firm. And in those days, we didn't have the CVSs and Walgreens. We had little mom-and-pop pharmacies and drugstores on corners. I, uh, I remember McClarney Drugstore over on Madison Avenue. I swept floors and dusted off stock and, and uh, restocked shelves. And that was, my, that was my first job. And I had a lot of uh, little odds and ends jobs right. uh, cutting my grandmother's grass. Uh, I remember she would give me $20 every time I cut her grass. She $20? Had a, she had a real small Holy yard. Cow. Now, I didn't know enough at the time to say, oh, no, Grandma, I'm just happy to do it. I, I tell you what, that was yeah. kind of nice, the $20 every time I cut grass. Any lessons you learned other than uh, frisking Grandma? I mean, uh, <laughs> jobs that you had as a youngster, did you learn any uh, life lessons from any of those things? You know, I, I've, I've thought about that in preparation for today. And when you when you do something like this, you do some reflection that you don't normally do. And, and that's one of the reasons why I appreciate the opportunity to visit with you today. And the life lessons that I've learned have been, been from being around the individuals I grew up with and went to school. I, I so much value uh, my experience at Holy Name and Bishop Chartrand. Uh, those were my formative years, and the individuals, I, I remember just kind of observing how individuals acted, how they, how they wrote uh, cursive, how, everything, and, and uh, they formed in a large degree who I am today, and uh, you know, I'm so grateful for it. Life lessons are, are uh, learned in the community that you uh, grow up in. And the community you grow up in may be the block that you grow up on. It may be, and very much so, the schools that you attend, which to me is one of the, the greatest assets and values here at Roncalli High School, is the community that you're part of, your kids are part of, you were part of as a teacher, as a student. And uh, you, you cannot put a, a value on it, and you really can't identify it other to, than to know that it's, it's part of who you are. Was Ron Colley always part of the equation when you graduated from Butler? Yes, it probably became. First of all, I knew I wanted to be a teacher and a coach uh, early on in the college years. And a guy I idolized uh, really for such a long period of time, Bob Tully. I remember eighth grade year, uh, you know, if we didn't have pra football practice at Holy Name, I would come over here and I'd sit on tires. And at that time, they practiced out in the front of the school. And just sitting on tires and, and watching practice and watching people like Jim McGregor and Bob Tully, uh, I became enamored with uh, that, that as a job and that as a, as a, a way that you were going to uh, earn money and have a career. I remember my junior year at Butler University, we were traveling to St. Joe's College to play a game. I'm in the second row. I can't remember who I was seated beside, but I know I was behind one of our coaches, Dave Oberting. God rest his soul. Great coach, great man. 
And I said to the individual next to me, you know, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I love to be a coach. I, I can't wait to be a coach. I think I'm ready to be a head coach right now. He turned around and he said, in those days, the, the schools provided shoes to the players, which I don't think many of them do today, except at the big universities. He said, how many size nine and a half shoes do you order? And I, the, 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 I didn't think that was part of coaching. His point to me was, you don't know it all, Ed. Right. There's a lot to this. I've never forgotten that. Uh, I've never forgotten that statement. I never forgot that point that he made, mm-hmm. and he was exactly right. Yeah. But I still loved every aspect of coaching. Do you remember um, graduating from Butler and then uh, interviewing here at Ron Colley? I do. Oh, yeah, I do. Who would you interview with? Well, first of all, I interviewed with uh, Bob Tully, Father Fred Schmidt. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember exactly – uh, who else there might have been. It seemed like there was another individual, but I felt like I had the job going into it because right. Coach Tully and I had, had talked quite a bit leading up to that point in time. Uh, so I, I was I was just very excited about that opportunity. Jim McGregor, he wasn't the first coach, though, at uh, Chartrand. He was the first coach. He was the first athletic director. First of all, that was a very difficult time. You know, you were closing one school following graduation of Bishop Chartrand class in 1969, opening another school in the fall of 1970, uh, taking two student bodies, bringing them together, and naming the institution a completely different name than either one of the two schools that the students came from. So, uh, obviously, meshing students was, uh, that was going to be a challenge, but you also had to mesh coaching staffs. Some coaches uh, had to go, some coaches they kept. Jim McGregor uh, was not one of the ones they kept. He was the head coach of Bishop Chartrand uh, for the four years. They were in existence, and uh, he left here and went to Burbuff High School. Right. Coach Tully was retained. You had you had great staffs at both institutions. You had great administrators at both institutions, and you had a lot of good kids at both institutions. But bringing that all together was uh, a big challenge. For, for everybody involved. But you were at Butler at the time. Did you was, know what was going on? Or, or Oh, yeah. Well, I you know, I, I didn't know the the uh, challenges that they all faced. I, I knew that it was a very, very unpopular decision. I remember yeah. attending a meeting of the uh, community here in the gymnasium. Father Gettelfinger at that time, uh, now retired Bishop Gettelfinger, uh, was the uh, one that apparently drew the short straw from the diocese <laughs> and had to make this announcement to everybody. Well, you, 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 you know, you had a community. I don't know, Sacred Heart was probably started in the 1920s, something like that. Uh, you had, uh, and obviously they had a long, long standing tradition and a great amount of pride. Uh, you had uh, Chartrand High School, which uh, was only four years old. And there's a little, there's a, that's, that's kind of unusual when you start a school. And that's one of the great things that I will always cherish. You had the opportunity to establish tradition. Mm -hmm. You weren't coming into a school that was 100 or 50 years old. You were coming into an institution that everything you did became a tradition. And uh, there was, there's a great amount of pride in that. So you, you had a community that was only four years old. People moved, families moved from the Holy Names and other Southside areas down here to, you know, start Bishop Chartrand High School. Four right. years, and it's over. Uh, with uh, Sacred Heart, which was Kennedy at the time, they also had a great amount of pride, and uh, you, were, you were putting those two student bodies together. You were kind of sifting out uh, faculty and administrators and say, Who's going to be here? Who's going to be there? That's I, I believe that was the first time they created a superintendent, mm-hmm. uh, which I want to say was Father Pat Kelly. It was great. I mean, a great priest, a great man, yeah. and uh, all the administrators were super. And I, I, I just know that uh, it was it was very very difficult times because you were trying to create new traditions from institutions that already had established traditions. Uh, I mean, everything, school colors to everything. Uh, I I always say that in a school community, there's a specific culture that uh, becomes established, and and that's the important difference between every other institution. The uh, Cathedral High School, Cecina, Bishop Chittard, they all have different cultures, and it's, it's, you know, what you become comfortable with as a student and what your family becomes comfortable with. 
We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk with Ed some more about the, the early years of Ron Colley and uh, 1971 when he accepts this position at Ron Colley, and we'll uh, be right back. Rebel 5 is sponsored by Steve's Flowers and Gifts. For the best and freshest flowers in Indianapolis and surrounding areas, Steve's Flowers and Gifts have exactly what you're looking for. For your next special occasion, call Steve's Flowers at 800-742-9359. We're back on the Rebel 5 podcast with Ed Tinder. Again, Ed, thanks for being here today. We appreciate it. Uh, 1971, you take this position at Ron Colley. You're teaching and you're coaching. Uh, what did you teach and what did you coach? I was a social studies teacher, uh, and there were different subjects that came into social studies. I remember one year I taught social problems, economics, U.S. history. Uh, I taught a lot of different social in the area of social studies. I think I had, uh, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, maybe a phys ed class or two uh, during the course of my early years, but it was mostly social studies. What about uh, driver's ed? Oh, gosh, <laughs> dang. I taught driver's ed. For, I taught driver's ed for several years after I went to CYO. I always say that because you were my driver's ed teacher. <laughs> I always ask the question. You haven't had any wrecks, have you? No, no. I'm knocking on wood. I've been very, very fortunate. I yes. enjoyed. I really enjoyed teaching driver's ed because yeah. uh, you could interact with the students a little bit. Yeah. It's different than having a classroom of students in front of you. But uh, driver ed, they and and everybody that you get in the car, boy, they they pay attention. You've got their attention right away. <laughs> and uh, I had so much fun doing that i was telling darla not too long ago because i told her we were going to interview you and i said well ed was my driver's ed teacher and um i remember he came to my house in beach grove and because i couldn't make some kind of appointment and he picked me up at my house in the evening and we went from my house to keystone avenue and he said oh you're a good driver let's go home <laughs> well there was so, i'm not sure if uh, i really qualified for that but i'll I, tell you there yeah. were uh, i remember one year had some a couple students and in fact three students two in the back seat one in the front seat yeah. driving and i i i said and they were all good students very good students and out on west washington street there was or east washington street there was a little go-kart track i said i'll tell you what we're going to go out there if anybody can beat me, I'll give you an A. Uh, <laughs> I knew awesome. they were all going to get A's anyway. They were all good drivers. but uh, And I always would buy milkshakes for them. And, and yeah. I, I just liked the interaction. That's That kind of interaction is why I got into teaching and coaching. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Well, talk about coaching because um, obviously you were a teacher, but a big part of your career here was coaching. Talk it, a little bit about was. that. Well, again, i tell you what the, – uh, Talk about the coaching. It was really a two-way street. I, I, I felt like I, I gained a lot from uh, the, the coaching staffs that I was around for my 10 years here at Ron Colley High School. I mean, I, you talk about individuals like Bill Kuntz. And I know Bill Kuntz is going to be later be on a podcast mm -hmm. later. An outstanding individual, and I'm proud to call him one of my best friends today. But also, uh, when I was uh, assistant coach here, we had John Evans, who – went on to be dean of students at center grove high school uh coached with butch branson mm -hmm. uh bob tully butch went on to coach uh, out in new mexico uh outstanding coach obviously bob tully indiana football hall of fame uh but i also coached with uh, joe hollowell who's the president here yeah. at rock high school he was on he was on my staff my first staff contained the who's who of individuals not only in school communities but really this community uh, had Joe, had Bill Somm, who's the president of Bishop Chittard High School. We had Roger Dotson, who went on to be head coach at Greenfield Central and Franklin, Franklin. High School. Had uh, Bob Bartlemeo on our staff. Who Holy went, cow. He had, a, he had a little bit of success. <laughs> uh, Tim Puterelli. Tim Puterelli, who is uh, a longtime dean of students here. Uh, Bob Castleman, who was a, a principal at uh, Franklin Central High School. And... Uh, I'll tell you, Dick Nally, uh, outstanding athlete here, an outstanding athlete in college, and an Olympian. Uh, and 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 they were fun individuals to coach with, but they were obviously outstanding individuals who went on to a great deal of success. And then the kids that you were around—I mean, we were we were just around some of the most outstanding young people that I 
I got to learn from myself. So I, I just, it was a career path that I never regret taking. I run into students to this day or players to this day. Just the other day I did. And I, I, I try not to forget names. I always, I think, recognize faces. And I apologize to them that I can't necessarily put a, fa- a name with it. But I, I, I just value uh, what they have blessed me with. And I want to return that by not forgetting who they are and what they did for me. You mentioned all those guys. Did you have a specific mentor? that uh, you looked up to? Yeah, I, uh, Bob Tully, yeah. obviously. But, you know, I think about my career. I've been, I've been around some of the, the greatest coaches and individuals in this community. I Here at uh, Chartrand High School at the time, playing for Jim McGregor and Bob Tully. But then, uh, you know, my, my college days – I played for Tony Hinkle up through my junior year. I mean, uh, I mean, there's the legend in in coaching profession and and just an individual that had had done so much for this community in Butler University. My senior year, I played for Bill Sylvester yeah. again, one of the legends. And then I left here and I I uh, became a co-worker of Bill Kuntz, Bill yeah. Kuntz Senior. I mean, I just named some of the most prominent people in this community and certainly the, the, the Catholic community. So uh, how fortunate I've been, how blessed I've been to be uh, uh, learning from. And you talk about mentors. <laughs> They've been my yeah. mentors not only in, in my career path, but life. Somebody that maybe you didn't mention, Dick Schott. Dick I mean, Schott. Oh, yeah. 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 Dick was a, a, a unique individual, an entertaining character to be around. But there was a man that every time he opened his mouth, wisdom came out of it. <laughs> and he said it in such a, a, an entertaining and funny way. But he, he was a very, very, he was a very intelligent man. Oh, yeah. And he was, he was an individual that you gravitate to. Really, he was, he was truly one of, my, one of my very good friends. You've been at Ron Colley now for two years, 71, 72. The fall of 73 comes around and... There's a new teacher in the building. Her name's Kathy Shaughnessy. Talk a little bit about Kathy Shaughnessy. Well, I, I just mentioned people on my staff that went on to some prominence, and I, I think I had a part to play in them coming into our community. Well, I had a little part to play in Kathy Shaughnessy uh, coming into this community. Bernie Dever was the principal mm-hmm. at that time, the home ec teacher home economics teacher uh left my second year and uh bernie and i were pretty good friends i think he really liked me i remember one afternoon he called me in and he said ed you know we need a new home ec teacher and we've had a few applications and in those days which i, I don't believe you do now you put a picture with your application he said now you know I'm, we're going to interview these folks, and uh, their credentials have a lot to do with it. But uh, you know, I don't know if you'd want to take a look and see what uh, what uh, you might think from a from a teacher who's been there a couple of years standpoint. And I remember looking at uh, Kathy Shaughnessy's. Uh, I didn't I didn't look at her resume or anything. I got to be honest. I looked at her picture, and uh, well, Bernie, I you know this is obviously your decision, and you got to do the interviewing, but. I want to tell you that uh, Kathy's a very attractive, attractive young lady. Well, she got the job. Of course. But then my work was cut out for me. <laughs> <laughs> I had to figure out a way. I had to figure out how I was going to handle this situation. And I was, I was, uh, I was a novice. Uh, of I, I remember how I met. I remember this was stupid. This was <laughs> really stupid. I met her at the back door when she was leaving school one day, and I said, be happy to, and, she, and home ec teachers, they usually had a bag full of stuff, and they had books, and I happened to time it right, and I knew what time she left. Hi, Kathy, I'm Ed Tinder. Uh, can I help you carry some of that, carry your books, or take a load off of you there? After that, I did that. I thought, God, how stupid was that here? I was some, <laughs> I was some young guy. Can I carry your books for you? Walking her to her car. Yeah, walking her to her car. Yeah. <laughs> and then my next step was, uh, you know, a few of us are going out after the game. Uh, would you like to join us? Uh, so you kind of get in a group setting there. So I, I strategically tried to worm my way in there. And uh, my first few lines were unsuccessful. I mean, it was a skinny runt, 
And I remember I'm going to try to impress her. I said, I, I played football at Butler University. She laughed. She <laughs> well, she was a Chittard girl, right? She was. She so was, she would have yeah. known the significance of that, maybe. Well, I, I don't think she cared the significance <laughs> of that. I don't think she cared about it. But, you know, I, I, I tell you, we had, a, we had a fun relationship. Teaching together and being in the same building. And, she, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, because you, you tend to share the negatives of your job and the challenges, and, and that's not necessarily good. In fact, you know, projecting down the way a little bit there, uh, I know we're going to explore why I moved from Ron Colley to CYO, and there were a few reasons, but one of the things about, you know, when you, when you taught together for all those years, uh, you realize that it's it's not always that healthy because uh, misery loves company. So every little thing, whatever job career you have, you're looking for somebody to to bounce that off of, and that's mm-hmm. not always that healthy. And in teaching, you've always got this particular situation or this particular student or or what have you or another another faculty member. You've always got things that uh, the small small things are taken out of context of the big picture. So, uh, you know, we experienced that, and and we felt like that uh, it might be a healthy adjustment. But there were many other reasons for it. But I I tell you, you can't trade, wouldn't trade that for the world. Every one of our three children, Mike, Chris, and Megan, or actually Megan was after I left, but Mike and Chris, we would have our faculty meetings in the library, which is now the media center. And every one of our kids spent time during faculty meetings playing on the, on the library floor there. Mm-hmm. Uh, our babysitter was right behind us in a building that still stands here. It used to be the Bogardis household. Yep. Uh, babysat our children right behind there. And uh, they, they, were, they were very special times. Ron Colley High School will always be a, a, a big part of our lives. And the, and the community... Uh, that is Ron Colley. Obviously, Kathy Shaughnessy became Kathy Tender mm-hmm. in 1974. Now, how many years later? 45, 45 this past years. year. And uh, Kathy's had some health issues that you have fought through. And uh, talk a little bit about that because I think our, some of our listeners will want to know. Yeah, and I, and I know they want to know because we are so blessed to have so many friends, not only in the Ron Colley community, but throughout the, the Catholic community. And they always, always ask about Kathy. And, you know, they, they always uh, indicate they're including in, including her in their prayers. And we really, really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, Kathy's had uh, uh, several years of challenges. In fact, her several her last several years here at Ron Colley, man, she powered through health issues. She's had two kidney transplants, and uh, while the kidney transplants go well themselves, she has an autoimmune disease that attacks the kidney and uh, uh, damages the kidney over time. So gradually, the kidney damages. Um, and she also, uh, you know, in, in trying to deal with that, takes a lot of medications. And, and it's just a challenge for energy level and, and uh, just uh, uh, strength to, to make it each day. I, I, I just, I'm blessed. People ask me about, how's retirement, Ed? And I always say, I am enjoying it more than you can ever imagine. Not for the reason that you may think. Most people think of retirement as cruises and, you know, vacations and spending winters in Florida, whatever it might be, travel. Uh, while we don't do any of that, I, I have the what now is the best job I've ever had, and that is kind of managing her health situation and being there for her, uh, helping her do things. I, I, I'm cooking now. I never cooked. I'm doing laundry. I, 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 man, I had to, I had to Google. I'm, I'm, I'm Dr. Google now. I'm Mr. Google. I learned how to do everything by Googling, but, uh, I do all those things and it is a, it's a, it's a joy and a blessing for me to be able to do that with her for her and kind of manage that, you know, that whole situation. We do know of the struggle and, and we certainly keep her in our thoughts and prayers Thank always. You. Uh, We're going to go to another break, and we'll be back with Ed Tinder. 
Rebel 5 is sponsored by Steve's Flowers and Gifts. For the best and freshest flowers in Indianapolis and surrounding areas, Steve's Flowers and Gifts have exactly what you're looking for. For your next special occasion, call Steve's Flowers at 800-742-9359. We're back on the Rebel 5 podcast with Ed Tinder. Thanks, Ed, for being here. Ten years at Ron Colley, the CYO executive directorship comes open. Teaching and, and coaching was your dream, dream job. Uh, you had some success here, certainly in uh, teaching and coaching. Uh, what made you look at the CYO and take that position? Well, I kind of hinted uh, or said directly, uh, I, I've been fortunate to be around some outstanding individuals uh, in education and, and in coaching. Uh, but I saw this opportunity, and, and I was approached by Bill Koontz uh, to consider this. It was going to be an opportunity to be around an individual that I admired more than, than I can state. I mean, this was, I'd been around uh, Bob Tully, I'd been around Jim McGregor, I'd been around outstanding faculty members, I'd been around uh, Tony Hinkle, I'd been around Bill Sylvester. Those, now, are, those are huge names. Huge names. Now, I've got an opportunity to work with Bill Koontz. Yeah. Uh, I had been a part-time employee of CYO for three years prior to this. Since in 1977, I became a part-time employee. So I was familiar with CYO, the work they did. I was familiar with Bill Koontz, Denny Sutherland, uh, and all the staff there, Bernie Price. Uh, I, was, I had an opportunity to go there. And the other thing is uh, the position I was going to have was volu- uh, Director of Volunteer Services. Basically, it was uh, to establish a, a coach's training program to, uh, to help formulate the culture of CYO and, and the coaches that operated into that system. I looked at it as, you know, coaching and teaching is my passion. I don't care, I don't care what it is, just teaching and coaching is my passion. I saw this as an opportunity to have a team even larger than what I had. Uh, it was a different uh, group of individuals. It was adults. Now, you know, looking back on it, I didn't realize the big challenges of that. But uh, the challenges now, as I look back on it, make it have uh, one of the most interesting jobs I've had. October 5th, 1980 was our first coaches training program. We called it Leadership and Service Institute. We had it at the Indiana Convention Center. Uh, one of the speakers was Jerry Faust, who at that time was a coach at uh, Cincinnati Moeller High Moore, School. Yep. Uh, and, you know, for the next several years, we had some outstanding individuals in the nation come and, and speak to our coaches. And uh, I, I, it's one of, the, one of the prideful things I have in my work at CYO is, is uh, it evolved into be called the Coaches Training Program, Teaching uh, Gospel Values Through Sports, we called it. And uh, I personally taught the class of all new coaches. Uh, I love that. It was a passion. Uh, I took a lot of pride in establishing a, uh, and reinforcing the culture that existed at CYO. Starting there at that time, did you, you probably had no indication or no uh, big picture that you'd be there for 33 years? Well, I was actually there 37 years, 37 33 years. as executive director. Okay. No, no, I had no, I, I, did, I didn't see it as a, uh, a career path that uh, held anything more than, than the job I was hired in to do. Uh, Bill Kuntz, uh, oh, a couple years after I started working there, unfortunately got cancer, uh, spent 18 months fighting that, and I, I lived through that with him, and uh, it, was, it was just very, very tough times. Uh, I got a call from his daughter on the eve of October 29th, uh, 1984, that Bill had passed away. And uh, I remember it was in the middle of the night, and uh, I turned over to Kathy and I said, it's time to go to work. Uh, can you give me a haircut? I'm going into the office. And I, I just, you know, I, I saw that time as, as a challenge, uh, but an exciting challenge. And I, 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 I tried to just bury myself in the work, 
uh, with an intensity that kept me from thinking about uh, what a huge responsibility this was. Uh, but I, I, again, my time at CYO was, was uh, I was blessed to have that opportunity. I've asked many of our guests about a um, challenge overcome in their life. Would that have been one of the biggest challenges overcome in your life? Yes. Uh, you know, people, people often ask me, here's, here's what I, I they say, how's retirement? And they say, I bet you don't miss those calls on Monday morning. And those are some of those challenges. But you know what? I always tell them that that's what I looked forward to. I loved, you know, talking to coaches who had a situation that weekend and got a little, got their, their emotions got the best of them. Or I just loved talking through those experiences, coaching them up. Because I knew if they were going to volunteer their time, they had some goodness in them. And if right. they were going to be around kids, not everybody really enjoys that. If you're going to be around kids, if you're going to volunteer your time, you got some goodness in you. So let's take that, that passion. Let's take that energy. Let's take that love for kids and direct it in the right direction. I love those opportunities to talk to coaches on Monday morning. How did uh, the challenges change from the time he started as the executive director? And then 33 years later, I'm sure you had a whole basket full of different challenges. Talk a little bit about, about Money that. Money became a challenge. Yeah. You know, when I first started at CYO, I didn't, I didn't think anything about raising money. I didn't think of the politics of the job. Uh, but over time, it, it just became – things cost more money. Uh, it's like – here at Ron Colley High School. When I was here at Ron Colley High School, we didn't have a development office. Right. It was we, bingo. Yeah. We had bingo on right. Tuesdays. Right. I cleaned up. I was in charge of bingo. I, we helped, I directed the setup crew. I directed the cleanup crew. Uh, I'd take my clothes off when I got in the garage because we it's smoking at that time. Yep. Yep. But yeah, that was it. So uh, times have certainly changed. And, and <laughs> obviously, you just look at the campus here to indicate how it's changed. Catholic Youth Organization, no different. We had a camp. Uh, we have a camp down in Nashville, Indiana, uh, about 300 acres, and uh, it it really was in deplorable condition. We had to, we had to do something, and what we had to do took a lot of money. So we had to, we had to find the money. We had to raise the money uh, to operate the programs, uh, to operate the facilities. It took money. So that part of the job became uh, unanticipated. But it became a part of the job that I really liked. What about girl sports? Because when you started, girl sports were certainly around, but they were just beginning. And so how did that change? Changed greatly. I mean, uh, first of all, the, the demand on the facilities and the different parishes uh, for the number of games, uh, trying to balance the sports that we had established and the new girls new women's sports, girls' sports coming in, trying to balance those and, and, and create an equitable situation. That, that was a huge challenge. Um, but uh, and, and, and just you can imagine the number of officials that oh, we yeah. began to, to uh, need in those programs. How many calls did you get on a Monday complaining about a kickball game on a Friday night at 530 at St. Malachi when – Ron Colley's playing on Friday. <laughs> that that was that was always crazy, and I've that just happened recently. <laughs> we we had a situation of we had uh, football playoffs scheduled on a Thursday night here at Ron Colley High School. I got a call like two days before the uh, playoffs from Chuck Weisenbach, principal Ed. We can't have the playoffs here. We got. <laughs> We got, I don't know if it was open house or back to school night or something like that. And, uh, oh, my God, we, we had to scramble. And, and uh, God bless Chuck, we, through conversation, we came to, to an agreement there. But uh, though, that's just one case of things that came up that, uh, well, Ed, we're scheduled to play here at Malachi, but the field, nobody lined the field. <laughs> we played a game at Monsignor Downey. We had no chains. We just had people standing on the sidelines holding their fingers up what down it was. We played soccer. We started soccer, and we played at Monsignor Downey. We had no soccer goals. And I said, well, let's just use the goal post, the bottom half of them, underneath the upright. Right. Well, uh, a, goal, a goal in soccer is eight feet tall. Those, 
eight feet tall. Those are 10 feet tall. I said, well, just imagine where eight <laughs> feet is and we'll figure it out. Yeah. We, we did a lot of those kind of things. But we got through. We've got a great soccer program today, cross country. We started cross country yep. in 2002. We've got over 1,000 kids who run cross country uh, now. And we, I remember going out to Southeast Way Park. We had to line the soccer field. And, boy, some of the things we did. Well, we had Andy Neewitty on a few few weeks back, and, <laughs> oh. and I know Andy was uh, one of the instrumental pieces of he the was. cross country. Oh, I program. called upon Andy, and he'd bring his soccer or cross country team out, and uh, you know the partnership between not only Ron Colley but all of our Catholic high schools, and uh, it's just been outstanding. But you know, and, and as you talk about it, I haven't thought about these things for a long time. Nothing excites me more than to talk about. The, the CYO growth and things we went through and things that we've done and, and all the, the I'm, I'm so grateful for all the support that we've had from people. You look at um, Chittard and Ritter and Cathedral and Ron Colley, and you look at their football success over the years, and, and each one of them has won state cha- multiple state championships. And a lot of people that don't know the CYO system have always attributed that to recruiting and all that kind of stuff. Well, CYO has been a huge, huge part of the success of those schools and their football programs. And now you see down at Center Grove, they have a Bantam program that's the equal or not, if not better than the CYO as far as getting kids involved at an earlier age and, and what have you. I mean, they've kind of copied the CYO system. So... Now you see some of that uh, participation levels dwindling in football. And, and so where does the CYO go? I know you've been a, uh, away from it for a couple of years, but where do you see it going from here as far as participation levels? Well, we are going through a cycle. We're going through a cycle in football. Uh, I, I, I know this, that um, the main thing is you got to try things. And uh, Bruce Cyphers, who now is the executive director, they've got to – they've done something in third and fourth grade football that I think is is potentially outstanding for bringing kids. They've, they've really redesigned the way the third and fourth grade program is run. And uh, I think uh, and it'll take some time to, to catch on, but I think it's I think it's going to draw more kids out again. Mm-hmm. We're going through a cycle, no yeah. question about that. But having said that, I always said this about football. We're, we're not in the business – in some leagues, I'm not going to name any leagues. You maybe have mentioned one <laughs> or two, but they 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 they're 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 focused solely on football. Right. I always said our jobs are not to create. Our jobs are not to prepare kids for these high school sports. Our jobs are to create or help kids prepare for for life. Our jobs are uh, to uh, teach kids about. Uh, discipline and goal setting and and uh, learning how to incorporate their faith into everything they do including sports because if you do that when kids get into high school they're going to be better individuals prepared to do whatever and to 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 seek success seek excellence whether it be the classroom whether it be athletic fields that's what our jobs were at CYO. People would always say, Ed, why do you have kickball? Kickball is not a high oh, school sport. Yeah. Why do you do that? Well, you know what? Kickball, first of all, is a sport that any, any girl can play. There's less, and I'm not intending to downplay this, but there's a little less hand-eye coordination because you got a bigger ball, you catch it into your body. Every girl can play that, and every girl can benefit from playing a team sport. When you move on to high school, most sports – you try out, you, you make it or you don't make it, you get cut. In kickball, everybody can play that, and they, they can, everybody can basically play that equally. They're on, on equal footing there. And those girls learn about teamwork. They learn about uh, the pride that comes into uh, having success uh, and depending upon other individuals on your team. We're not about preparing kids for high school athletics. The kickball part, that was the only thing the girls had. Uh, they didn't play. Used to be. Yeah, they didn't play basketball. They didn't play volleyball. Kickball was it, or they? I, That's I why know. we had two seasons. You had fall, fall and, and spring, spring, exactly, because they they just didn't yeah. have anything else. Yeah. Um, we are going into the Rebel Five questions. Um, in another life, what would you want to be or do? 
I, I would, I can honestly say, and I hope my enthusiasm for this has come across. I and I thought about that. I there is nothing else I would have wanted to have done. I am fortunate to have started out as a teacher and a coach, and ended up where I ended up. Uh, I, I I could not think of anything else, and and it's pretty easy for especially a Catholic school teacher and a coach to wonder, boy, if I'd have started, if I'd done this, maybe I'd have made more money. Right. Well, I, I've sincerely thought about that, and uh, I, I I would not have had the rich life that I had. I don't think our family would have had the rich life that they've had if if Kathy and I had not had the career paths that we did in the institutions we had them in. What is a favorite time or place when you have run into a Ron Colley person? Well, in the in the jobs that I've had, I, I run into so many people that not just Ron Colley community, but uh, all the Catholic communities. Uh, I've often been it's often been said, "God, Ed, you must know everybody in town." And uh, I do know a lot of people, uh, but uh, you know what? I, I I really still enjoy to this day. I mentioned to you earlier, we have a little golf group. After our golf group, after we play golf, we go over to what is now Gallagher's, which to me is like a, that's like a Ron Colley uh, gathering place for meetings, for coaches' gatherings, for social things and families. I, I enjoy. In fact, you know, I, Gary, I saw you come in there you uh, a couple That's of right. weeks ago. Yeah. I uh, I always look up to when people are coming in there because I'm going to know somebody from Ron Colley that just stops by. And uh, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Two weeks ago, I went to the Cathedral uh, Cincinnati Molar game down at Molar. Yeah. I stopped by the cathedral bookstore that week because I didn't have any cathedral apparel. Which, yeah, why would you? Why would I? know. Yeah. But I got a hat, and I got this green pullover. I thought it looked pretty good in it. But I went to – and I will always be known, and I've been CYO, which is all over town. I will always be known as Ron Colley. I walked in. Uh, Rob Bridges, the president of, of Cathedral High School, he said, Ed, you really look good in green. <laughs> uh, I saw I saw their coach uh, – Bill Peoples, and he said, uh, "Man, I got to take a picture of this." <laughs> ah, that's funny. And, uh, but you know what it says to me, and I'm I'm just proud of this. And I know that people uh, know me from CYO all over town. I'll always be known as as Ron Colley. Yep, yeah. I'm proud of that. I'm I'm proud of that too. I'm proud that you're proud of it. What do you wish you could tell your younger self? I wish I could tell my younger self to. Uh, uh, Know how much the individuals around you uh, influence your life. I know that today in retrospect. I didn't take notes from the individuals I were around. I didn't know at the time the influence that they were having on me. Mm -hmm. Gosh dang it. (laughs) I would have have, uh, been much better sponge if I would know then what I I know now. I, I, I... I wish I could relive my life for that reason yeah. only. Uh, I don't want to go back and experience all the things that the young kids experience today. But by gosh, I, I just uh, the, there's few people have had the opportunity to be around the individuals I have uh, and the experiences that I've had. Uh, you know what? I forgot to name one other individual, and I I, I haven't uh, uh, been a protege of his, but I stood next to him on the sideline for a lot of games. Tony Dungy, I'm on, I've been on mm. oh, since yeah. 1984. Yeah. This is the 36th year I've been on the chain crew yeah, for the Colts. I run the chain crew, I run the down marker, and I've stood next to guys like that on the sidelines, and uh, it's, it's just another individual in my life that I was observant of and uh i've you know it's just a, a, a just his mindset the way he acted the way he conducted himself with his team i've learned from yeah and i just wish i uh from the very get-go would have known what an impact all these individuals would have been having on my life would have been a heck of a book well it it, it would have been if i could write a book yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take our last break and we'll be back with ed tinder 
Rebel 5 is sponsored by Steve's Flowers and Gifts. For the best and freshest flowers in Indianapolis and surrounding areas, Steve's Flowers and Gifts have exactly what you're looking for. For your next special occasion, call Steve's Flowers at 800-742-9359. We're back with Ed Tinder on the final segment of the Rebel 5 podcast. Ed, as I mentioned before, thank you for being here today and sharing some of your uh, Chartrand and Ron Colley stories, your history with some of the uh, Mount Rushmore. I've used that term before, but, uh, you know, Tony Hinkle and, and Bill Koontz and Bill Sylvester and Bob Tully and on and on and on. Those are names that uh, are, are super significant, and I would add Ed Tender to that as well. Thank so, you. Um, this is your time for some final thoughts. Well, <laughs> Gary, I've got to admit, when you asked me to do this, I uh, was a little reluctant, but I, I agreed to do it because, uh, number one, you'd ask me. <laughs> but uh, as we've you know, sat here and talked, I, uh, I've, I've just, I cherish this. I, I, I wish we could, after we're done, uh, talk some more. And uh, I know that uh, the history of organizations, the history of schools is so important. And at some point in time, history fades, if not uh, in some way uh, systematically gathered. And uh, I I just uh, hope uh, some of my comments, especially for those that lived during the 70s, have, uh, I don't know, stimulated some thought on their part, because uh, this is this is a pretty special place. And by that, I mean, you know, this building, uh, Ron Colley High School, the people that have served here, the people who have attended school here, uh, the parents who have sent their children here. It, this is a pretty special place. And I'll go so far as to say unique. Uh, as, you know, being involved in CYO became very, very connected to all the all the Catholic communities, uh, and every one of them has a little bit of, of uh, specialness about them. I'll say that, but there is none like Roncalli. Uh, I don't know if it's the, the the demographic that has served and been part of this community. We all seem to stay here. Uh, we don't leave. I don't know if we don't have GPS in our cars and can't find our way out of the South side or what it is, but I, I I have considered, I've considered that, uh, very refreshing and, and it's just a enjoyable thing. And I, I've valued this opportunity to speak with you, uh, on, uh, some of my recollections and experiences. And, and, uh, I, uh, hope to hope that, you know, it's, this kind of thing is carried on for, for uh, several more podcasts. I know it will. You guys have done a a good job putting this together. Thank you very much. Ed, thank you, and uh, give our best to Kathy. I will, And uh, we appreciate all your contributions to Ron Colley and the Southside and the CYO for all these years. Thank you. Keep up the good work. I'm Gary Armbruster, and thanks for joining us today for this episode of the Rebel 5 Podcast. To find out more information about the podcast, please visit 50.roncolley.org forward slash podcast.php. Again, thanks so much for joining us today, and until next time, we'll fight ahead.